0: Hey Docs, welcome to the Female Physician Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Sharon McLaughlin. We are the premium location where women physicians come and learn about business. We do this by building profitable businesses so that we can have the freedom to live our best life. We have this podcast, we have a supportive community of over 9,000 women physicians. We create opportunities for each other and we network. I've created a journal to take a deep dive into what you really want. So check that out in the show notes. We also have a summit twice a year, which is absolutely free, and i have created a business school. That business school is only $997 for the full year. We meet every Thursday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You cannot find a better value than that. We come together, we work together, we have guest speakers, master classes, and we take actionable steps. So if you're interested, reach out to me and also take a look at the show notes. This podcast comes out every Tuesday morning. We'd love for you to be a part of our group and also give it a great review. Okay, guys, let's get started. Hello, everybody. Today we have Miriam Shillman with us. She's an artist, author, and the host of the podcast, The Inspiration Place. It's listened to in more than 100 countries around the world and is the top 1% of podcasts globally. She's also the founder and creator of the Artist Incubator Coaching Program, generating annual revenue in the high six figures. The program helps creatives grow a thriving business. Miriam, thanks for being here today. I work with artists, but I wanted you to come on the podcast because I believe marketing is important. And I wanted to hear it from people outside of medicine, outside of physicians. I think the same principles will apply. Let's get started.
1: Okay, well, first of all, Sharon, thank you so much for having me on. I'm delighted to be here. And my sister is a pediatrician. I was listening to one of your podcast episodes and about having something you're known for. And I was like, oh, my sister does this. It was very interesting to see your principles at play with both my sister and my my late father was also a doctor as well.
0: I'm sorry to hear that he has passed away. When we talk about getting out there, one of the things I always suggest, especially when you're beginning, is being known for just one thing rather than all over the place. So let's talk a little about that. What do you recommend for the artists that are out there or someone building their business?
1: Yes. So one of my chapters in Artpreneur is called Embrace Your Inner Weirdo. And I go through nine different steps of how to lean into that. A lot of that is related to some of the things you talk about, being known for something, leaning into your quirks. So to give an example from like my sister, my sister is, she leans into her, she's very militant about breastfeeding and lactation. So that's what she speaks on. That's what she's known for. But then the other thing that she does is she is very good at languages. So she speaks to her patients in Spanish and they're always trying to figure out what country she's from. She's not from any country. She's from New Jersey like I am, which you could hear from my accent. But I think it's really important for all people who are in business to be known for something that makes you stand out. What makes you special? What makes you different? And don't discount those things that maybe come easy for you or that you wouldn't think are something that matters. It all matters when you are trying to stand out and create a relationship with people, which art and medicine are very similar that way people who are artists, we are when we are selling our art, it's not just the thing, it's the relationship that people have with both the artist and the meaning behind your art. And if you're a physician, that relationship between you and your patient is also equally valuable. So all these things are very related.
0: So many things come to mind. I think as physicians, we say to ourselves, this is so basic. We don't need to explain this because everyone gets it but I don't think that that's the case. And I think some great blog posts, social media, just you speaking could be on very simple things for you, but they're not so simple for other people. When you say it in a way where other people can understand it, it resonates with them. And that really helps make the connection. Yeah. As far as being known for one thing, what do you suggest artists that are starting out? I don't know what I want to be known for. What advice do you give to them?
1: Yeah. So you have to really look at what makes you unique and different and talk about those things that may not have anything to do with your art or your medicine or your practice or whatever it is that we're inserting into that fill in the blank. So when I say artist, I'm not just talking about paintings on the wall. I'm not just talking about ceramics. I'm not just talking about it's whatever you are calling your art. And if medicine is your art, what is it that makes you special and different? And it could be Like my sister, where she's fluent in other languages. (laughs) Like the other day, she told me she speaks, she knows 200 words in Russian. That sounds so random and weird, but that's something that actually comes into play when she is working with her patients. Now, somebody like myself who is on social media, I talk about everything that makes me different and weird. I talk about that I'm a Harry Potter head. I love Harry Potter. Now, not everyone who follows me is going to have the same quirk us. But when you become more real and uh, more personable, it, it gives other people permission to become more of themselves as well. So maybe somebody who follows me is not is not into Harry Potter, but they are, I don't know, they're into Game of Thrones. I don't know Game of Thrones. but But there is that synergy there that people feel like, oh, she understands what it is to be passionate about something.
0: We spoke a little before we started this podcast as far as using social media. What do you think is the best way to use social media to maximize
1: it? Yeah, social media, good news and bad news. The bad news is that it is losing relevance by the year. So even when I started writing my book, the average person could expect to have an engagement rate on Instagram of 1%. By the time I got to editing that portion of the book, it had dropped to 0.6%. Now, influencers are doing a little better. Their engagement rate is 1.18%. Now, I don't know about you, Sharon, but that seems like a lot of work to only reach 1% of the people who are following you. Now, of course, people who have small followings, they may see a larger percentage because the people who are following you actually know you, maybe they're your friends. But so why is this good news? I said it's bad news and good news. The good news is if you are not great at social media, now this may be different than what you've been telling people or other people have been hearing on this podcast, don't worry about it. It's not the most important thing you can do. the most important thing you can do is build relationships. And that is something that's available to all of us. So everything that worked prior to social media still works. In fact, it works even better because people are looking for connections with real people and they crave that.
0: Such a good point, Miriam. How do you suggest people make connections, whether it's in the art world or physicians? This week, I actually have a podcast coming out as far as reaching. How do you reach out to people? What are your suggestions on that?
1: Okay, so I'm going to talk about the basics so social skills 101 and unfortunately that's something that has also dissipated over the years especially due to the the pandemic but I don't know if it was so great even before that so this applies to both artists and physicians so when somebody walks into I'm going to do a general somebody walks into a store you'd like to be greeted when you walk in a store hi I'm Sharon what's your name I don't know how many times I walk into a store and people are trying to sell to me and they haven't even bothered to ask my name. Now, some really good stores that like some of the, the, either the high-end stores where the salespeople are trained or some of the chains like Athleta, they'll ask you their, your name, they'll write your name on the dressing room. All these details really matter. Now, let me bring this back to the physician space how many times have I been in a physician's office where they walked in and they didn't even look at me and they're opening the laptop. And I remember the last time the the gynecologist I quit where he says, when was your last menstrual period? And I said, it was before you took out my uterus and there was no, hello, how are you, what's your name? So these social skills are kind of lost. You don't look at the computer before you say hello to the patient. And say hello and say their name i mean this is so easy you don't have to memorize everyone's name you got their chart right outside the door take a minute and look at it before you walk in oh hi miriam how are you feeling that's like these are social skills and this is but this is how you build relationships and sadly so many people have forgotten the art of these basic things
0: it's really basic and i could defend the physician by saying oh my goodness they're so busy
1: and that by the same token
0: A lot of them want to build their businesses. So I do think it's always important to start with where we are right now. And where we are right now is if you are going into a room, if you are seeing a patient, then it's really important to that personal touch. Businesses can grow with that alone.
1: Absolutely. I mean, could you imagine if there was a little chalkboard right outside every examining room, just like there is at Victoria's Secrets and Athleta, where the nurse writes the person's first name on the door. So when the physician walks in, they already have that information.
0: Maybe a HIPAA violation. I'd have to check into that one, but probably oh, yeah, with the name. Maybe.
1: yeah, maybe
0: But like you mentioned, the chart is outside. So let's pick right. up that chart and look at the name and then carry on a conversation because that's always memorable as well. Even if it's just one thing, like I you know I used to write in the chart, kids, graduation, something so that I could remember and start the next conversation.
1: Yeah, my dermatologist does that. And so she's somebody who I kept going back to, even though she didn't take my insurance. When I gave her my art business card or something, she stapled it into the chart. She would ask me how things are going. She would ask me about my kids. And this, this all matters to me. You know, you, this attention to detail, when you want to make sure that somebody is checking you to make sure there's no melanomas on you. The fact that they've also paid attention to your personal life makes a difference.
0: It does. What are the suggestions do you have for someone building their practice, building their business?
1: Yeah, well, building that relationships, as we talked about, extremely important because businesses are built one customer at a time and people are going to tell their friends, oh, I really like my dermatologist in Greenwich, it's a little bit of a longer drive, but this is how businesses are really made. Now with my art business, it's been the same way. When I was selling portraits, so much of that was from word of mouth. People would commission a portrait for me, those portraits would go out to live in the world, and they became my ambassadors. So your patients are also your ambassadors. And that is the best form of social media the kind that is happening in real life from real people who are socializing, not the clicking online and looking at QCAT videos.
0: Miriam, tell us a little about your book. You mentioned different steps.
1: Yes. So Artpreneur, it's the step-by-step guide from making a sustainable living from your creativity. And you could almost, in, instead of creativity, you could say creative ideas, Maybe I regret the title, but no, it's a fantastic book. And what I talk about is chapter one is choose to believe. I think this is very important, especially for, and this is mostly a woman. This is a woman podcast, right? Especially for women, the higher we get and the bigger things that we do is when that self-doubt is going to creep in. Who am I to? are they made a big mistake? Everyone's going to find out I'm a fraud. If you've ever thought these things, Know that these are common. So my first chapter is about choosing to believe. It is so important, Sharon, to have these power sentences that run through your mind, and you can choose your thoughts intentionally. That's something that we learned from from Cognitive Behavior Therapy and Viktor Frankl. You can choose these power sentences. And maybe this is something that sounds, again, so basic, but so much of the best advice is basic. When you look in the mirror in the morning and you say to yourself, this is what a successful doctor looks like. This is what a successful artist looks like. You say those power sentences and you own them and you believe them. That is choose to believe. is is really the foundation of the work that I do with artists is is helping them with that mindset because it doesn't matter how talented you are, whether we're talking about art or medicine, if your mindset or your marketing isn't working, you will definitely sabotage your success. Unfortunately, we've all seen in all places in the world, less, less talented people rise to the top of whatever field they're in and more talented people flounder. And what makes the difference is the mindset and the marketing.
0: What else about the book?
1: Okay. So that's what the the book addresses is the mindset. So starting with choose to believe chapter two is my story of leaving behind wall street to, become an artist now anytime that anyone is looking to do something different whether that is becoming an artist maybe you want to start your own clinic your own practice whenever you do something that's new and it feels scary our brain has evolved to keep us safe because our brain has evolved for survival rather than goal achievement so whenever we are doing something that's different that's new that's uncomfortable our brain will come up with all the reasons why that thing won't work for us and the smarter you are the better you will be at coming up with those stories about why the thing won't work for you so if you've heard yourself thinking that when sharon's talking or today maybe when i'm talking oh that won't work for me just know that's your fear-based mind who is doing the talking in that moment. I call these this the voice of doubt rather than an excuse because when we come up with these stories, we don't perceive them as excuses. We perceive them as real, as facts. But a lot most of the time, they're really just stories that our brain has made up to keep us in the cave. Now, unfortunately, yes, there may be tigers outside of the cave, but there are also snakes in the cave. So that's really what I'm talking about in Break Free of the Golden Handcuffs is really breaking free of whatever is keeping you ordinary and safe and keeping you from reaching to that next level of extraordinary. So many of us, we crave the ordinary because we feel safe being ordinary and we miss out on being more extraordinary. And there's a more extraordinary life waiting for all of us.
0: I love that quote. Anything else about the book you want to mention before we finish up?
1: Yeah, I think that you talk to your physicians about building a list, building an email list. Is that right? Yeah,
0: I do. I always encourage that because I don't like relying on other platforms other than your nice. own website, blog, podcast.
1: Okay. So that is another place where you'll definitely find the commonality. We went through those, those two things. There are really five foundations to building a thriving business that applies to all businesses, whether it's art or medicine, and that is production. What are you producing? We talked about this at the beginning. How do you stand out? How do you make what you're doing more memorable, more marketable? And how do you, how do you stand stand out in, in a crowded marketplace? The second step is pricing, premium price. Now I know there's some with the insurance and things like that, there's some nuances there, but I did mention earlier that- that dermatologist who didn't take my insurance, but took the time to get to know me—I was paying out of pocket to see her, and I did also. I mentioned my father passed away too when I was very young, so he he passed away of melanoma. So that relationship, it, that, getting that kind of care, is very was very important to me, and making sure I had somebody who really cared and paid attention. Then the next is prospecting, which is exactly what you're talking about. It's building your list and doing it outside of social media platforms that you can't depend on because Twitter, (laughs) I don't know what's happening over there, but I don't even want to go there anymore because it's so out of alignment with my values. And then TikTok, they're trying to push some bipartisan legislation to shut it down. So here we have a lot of evidence that you cannot rely on social media. It, you just can't. And like I said earlier, people don't even see. You can spend so much time creating content for these platforms that people don't even see. So when you send an email, it's true that 100% of the people don't open it up, but the person who is is in their inbox, they decide whether or not they're going to open your email and read it. So you have a modicum of control over that based on your subject line, what you're sending to them on social media, you have no control whether or not they're going to see your post. the algorithm decides. So that's prospecting. And then there is promotion, the actual closing of sales. Again, it's all about that relationship and putting the relationship above the transaction And then finally, productivity, how to set goals, how to get things done, how to get out of your own way.
0: Miriam, it's been a pleasure speaking with you today. Thank you for coming on our show. Where can people find out more about you?
1: If you like the things I talked about today, I have a podcast as well called The Inspiration Place. You can find that on all podcasts. And the book is Artpreneur. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks for having me, Sharon.
0: Thank you for joining us on another episode of Female Physician Entrepreneurs Podcast. If you like us, please give us a nice review and tell your family and friends about us. We'll see you on another episode.